The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. Welcome everybody back to another edition of the PA Hospital Football Report Podcast. I'm Brian Becker, I'll be hosting today, filling in again for Eric Kepler. Uh, he is he's off this week, taking some time off. Um, and uh, I'm here with Dan Sostic. Sostic, Sostic. Dan, I'm from South Carolina, so I, I butcher everybody's name. Everyone says Sostic, but it's Sostic like a like a tomato sauce or a barbecue you sauce. You know, I think I've, I'm glad I got that out of the way because I think I've alternated pretty much your entire career here at Penn Live between Sostic and Sostic. So. I'm, I'm used to it. Trust me. No teachers can pronounce it. And you, you grow up with it. You're like, how do you not – how can you not figure this out? But then – when everyone's messing it up, you realize it's a you problem, not a them problem. So, Dan, I, I brought the energy to start it here, man. You know, that nice, slow, monotone entrance there. But uh, it's an exciting time. And look, we're at the halfway point of the season. We, we kind of talked about that some last week. We've gotten there. Uh, we're making the turn now. We're going to the second half. It's, Dan, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? I, I swear it seems like we were just getting, you guys were just going to Chambersburg last week and we're talking about how i mean in the blink of an eye this thing's going to be over man yeah it it every year it feels like that but this year in particular i think maybe because last year there was still some craziness of games getting canceled and everything worrying about that stuff this this year it's literally just been football i mean it feels good to be back football 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 but i mean we've like you said we've only got five games left yeah it's it's insane and and you know, you and I were talking. We get to this midway point. We're we're doing a lot of like mid mid season stuff uh, at Penn Live here this week. And you know, as we're talking, this will come out uh, Friday. So a lot of that stuff will already be on the website. So make sure you guys go check out PennLive.com uh, when this podcast goes up. You'll see a lot of the kind of like mid mid season grades on teams and and players. And one of the things we do, Dan, is we do like a mid season All Star team. And it's really just a way to shine a light on. Um, on players who, who who have really kind of been at the top of the class so far in the mid pen, we do it for the mid pen. Um, you know, uh, through the first half of the season, we do an under the radar team too, Dan, which is kind of like kids who are, you know, weren't weren't in our headlines to begin the season who are now, and and that's kind of interesting and fun. So you guys can go check that out. But the All Star team, Dan, you and I were talking about this, man, and uh, I've been trying to put that thing together and. Talking to you and Epler and, and Nebius Ias and even Tom D. Martini, some some of the guys who who've been out to the games for us and stuff. It's a little bit tougher this year, Dan. Uh, we've had some guys who are our top players, and we don't feel like they play bad or anything. But you know, for instance, like a Kyle Williams. Kyle Williams is a yeah. ball player, right? But he's only played three games, and sort of like some of the gameplay and in, 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 in situations. We'll played four games now. He's a game behind. Um, I've kind of held his stat lines down a little bit. He had a really nice game last week. You were there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's had good, good, good back-to-back weeks. So he's kind of he was good against, real good against Carlisle as well. But it, it makes it a little weird because we we've had those situations. We have a few teams like a couple. You know, Steel High was basically short a game. They had a game where they were trying to make up and 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 didn't get to have one. And um, 
and then they also started the year with two two really tough tough games. I mean, against uh, you know state level com- competition. So I got you know I'm looking at this thing, Dan, and this is one of the toughest like midseason all star teams uh, that we're going to pick, and and nothing against the kids who are going to be on it because they've done the best so far. Uh, but yeah. you know. I expect that we're going to have an exciting end of the season because we have this group of kids who've kind of risen to the top and are doing well. And this other group of kids is sort of neat that we think is going to like really kind of take over down the stretch too. But I'll tell you, Dan, you don't have the full team in front of you, I know, but a couple of the guys that that, that I think are going to be on this all-star team, like running back's a tough one. Marquise Williams is doing his thing at McDevitt. Sincere Bowers was hot out the gate, but he he missed the game and then McDevitt's shorter game. But this Deontay Sheffy kid out at State College, yeah. we haven't talked about him a lot. We haven't seen him really here at Penn Live. He hasn't come coming Friday, going to play at CD East, but he's averaging like almost like 10 yards a carry or something like that as a freshman, is among the, the leading rushers in, 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 in the mid-pen, and I think he probably has to be on there for us, man. Yeah, it's tough. Like Because basically what you're talking about is how much do we weigh pure production, just grading pure production versus – a pedigree, B past performance, C kind of what you see on tape, what you see on the field, and it's I I think it's the right call to kind of go production is kind of it's what you have to go on first and foremost. And uh, you mentioned Cheffy, he has been at, at least uh, like you said uh, from afar. We can, we haven't seen him in person, but he sure seems like the real deal from a program that you know. They wouldn't be given a guy uh, – State College has sort of been an equal opportunity type team. They wouldn't be given a guy kind of this much a workload if he wasn't the real deal. I don't think Matt Lintel runs a pretty even even ship over there, so they must see something really special in this kid. Um, yeah, he's been he's been one guy. and um, Another guy, Tavon Cooper, who I think is a little less surprising. Um, I, I was kind of talking about him a little bit before the year as a guy that – was sharing the rock a lot with David Niebauer at Greencastle Antrim the past couple of years, but Devin McCauley's always been talking him up. He's been one of the best running backs in in the conference too. It's just guys like that are going to be at more at the top of our list than you know the guys going to recruited to Division One. Running backs is really tough because you talk about Tavon, he's there. Um, I even considered putting Tavon on that under the radar piece we yeah. did, even though I feel like he had a pretty good year last year. He's in Greencastle. I, we probably, you know, they're a little bit of a clip from Penn Live. Um, and so we probably don't see him as much as we'd like to. Um, and we probably don't talk about Tavon enough. Um, but yeah. I'll tell you, the running back, man, look, again, this isn't, as we as we say, none of this is really set in stone, Dan. Yeah. And Jaden Johnson from Gettysburg. Yeah. He's been yeah. a workhorse for them. And they're 4-1, and one, right? He's got like 700 yards rushing, I think. Um. He's up there. Yeah, then we got one of the most consistent running backs in the last couple of years who's on one of an undefeated team in West Perry, Trent Herrera, who I mean, he's five five he was five five, but he's five five in a in a fun I'm I'm still gonna try to run over a six foot linebackers type of way. Um I mean they're just it, running back's always gonna be a stacked position, but it's it feels like everyone's super close. Marquise Williams again, you know, he is the he's a division one guy. Minnesota, he's you know, he had a tough First game against Emotep, but he, all of a sudden he's averaging 11 yards a carry with like 11 touchdowns in the year, and he's up there near 600 yards rushing. So, 
Yeah, and you bring up uh, Marquise. He's one of those duos, right? Marquise and um, Sincere Bowers, who's missed a couple games. How do you weigh that? And then there's another duo big at Big Spring with Connor Green and Grant Hall, who have both been really solid for the Bulldogs this year. And then that's a whole other can of worms, too. How do you pick one of a pretty dominant duo? Which one do you end up going with? Is it more carries? Is it better yards per average? Is it more touch? It. I mean, I'm I'm happy I'm not doing this list because it's 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 uh. I'll have people emailing me being like, "Ah, oh, you idiot" or whatever. But it really is. It's tough. We we actually do put you know a lot of effort in these. Some I feel like some people, Dan, just run names out there, but we really do try to pick the best players here and shine a light on them and 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 stuff like that. I'll tell you, one guy that we brought up that I want to revisit real quick. Sincere Bowers is a guy. Um, you know, I think he's only played. <laughs> two games yep yeah he because he missed last game and 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 then um they, they, yeah they didn't have a game at west toronto prep um guys we've been super impressed with sincere bowers i know everybody at pen live heck i think everybody a lot of people in the community have been impressed with him marquise is is excellent he's going to minnesota for a reason but this sincere bowers kid man from what we saw in the two games he's played Catching the ball, Dan. He lined up at receiver and we'll go catch it. Running it, you know. He- he's a modern he's a modern player, is what I've said about him. Is that there there's more and more in football at all levels. It's not just, oh, are you a running back? It's are you are you a wide receiver? It's you know, can you do multiple things? Like we see, you know, it's at the college level, you have an athlete is kind of ha- athlete kind of has a bad connotation as like, oh, you don't play a position, but I think now it's becoming more of the opposite where it's you can play both. I mean, you remember Dexter McCluster back in the day was kind of like that. Um, we've got uh, Debo Samuels kind of popularizing right now, and he's a much different player than those guys, uh, both of them. But it's kind of that versatility that allows you at the next level to kind of get on the field early because you can do a lot of things differently. I think Sincere's got that. Yeah, I think he's a guy that, you know, he's got some decent offers, like I think like Maine and schools like that, maybe Bowling Bowling Green. Uh, but he's yeah. a guy who, you know, and and again, I pay attention. Look, I don't always consider myself to be the gospel. Uh, you know, I have opinions. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm right a good amount of time. I pat myself on the back yeah, a little I mean, bit here. Yeah. But I've missed badly too, but you know, I pay attention to what other guys to say too. And I pay attention to to to, to you know, people who, who've been there and done that. And I especially pay attention to like former players. And I've even seen some former players who played the high levels say, man, this is Sir Bowers kid can do it all. Um, so I feel like he might be a guy that's a little undervalued by colleges at the moment, um, here in central PA. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more. Well, well, we've only talked running backs, too. I mean, <laughs> I think I think maybe the most the one of for maybe the toughest one to do might be quarterback. I think quarterback we've had we have well i i mean stone saunders is kind of he's kind of the guy right now but there have been some other guys too that are kind of been right there we we expected alex Irby and he, he has come on quite a bit uh the last two weeks now that he's not playing the you know he's not having to go through a gauntlet 
in his first two games and he's kind of eased into competition. I, I don't know how many touchdowns he's done in the last two days. It might be, uh, it might break, uh, <laughs> the NFL touchdown record, but, uh, we got him. Then Isaac signs up until last week was, uh, he was a candidate to be our, our QB one. Um, still, I mean, he, he didn't really throw too much against Harrisburg. Sean Lee's been really good. There's just been a ton of guys at the quarterback position too. And Marcus um, Quaker. I, yeah. Marcus Quaker. West Perry's a team that, I feel like we might end up, you know, it, it feels like we might end up kind of not even having enough guys on. Uh, it might be tough to get all their guys on there that deserve it. I mean, they're a 4-0 team that if you're going to go 4-0 against the competition they've played, you have to win the way they've won, and they've won the way they've won. <laughs> they are dominating. Teams. Yeah, they're spanking teams, you know. Um, so, and he and he's a dual-threat guy. He can run. He can throw. Um, it's It's interesting, you know. Wide receiver is another one, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and actually, you know, Bishop McDevitt, they beat, they beat Cedar Cliff last week pretty good. Uh, but one, one of the things that's notable coming out of that game was Tyshawn Russell got hurt in that game. And, um, yeah. you know, it looked like a lower body injury. He was on crutches second half. Um, Jeff Wachter told our Tyree Smith, who was working the game for us, that they hope that he can come back. But that's right after the game. And, from what, what they told me, you know, from our reporters there, that it was kind of a scary-looking situation for a little bit. Um, so who knows? If they lose him, yeah. you know, Rico Scott had all the buzz coming in. And Rico Scott's a, a fine, explosive player. He just got an offer from South Carolina this week. But yeah. Tyshawn Russell, it's kind of been like Sincere Bowers in that, like, we knew he was pretty good at a couple college offers coming in. But he's really taking it to another level this season. He's really filled that Mario Easterly role of, you know, when you need a, when Stone Saunders has needed a play this year, he's gone, he's gone to Tyshawn. And uh, it's, a, it, it's been kind of surprising. He's been a good defensive back for them as well this year, too. Um, and uh, I mean, he's definitely got a case for as of now. I mean, because we don't know how much time he's going to miss, but probably does get on there. I got to see this past week probably the two other guys that are really vying for that wide, those wide receiver spots and um, Marcus Sweeney at Hershey and Irby Weller at Chippensburg. Um, Marcus Sweeney was actually pretty interesting. They didn't throw the ball that much uh, against Milton Hershey. They ran, they, they ran the bejesus out of the ball with uh, uh, Angel Cabrera, but um, Sweeney still ran the ball out of sweet, uh, like wide receiver reverse and whatnot. But he's still, I imagine he's still, Lead. I don't. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I imagine he's still um, pretty close to the lead in in the conference for receiving yards. And then Irby Weller's just been like he's been. It's death taxes and Irby Weller catching <laughs> catching almost every pass Shippensburg throws. This the him and Tucker Chamberlain have such a good connection. He's he's a fun guy to watch because uh, he just gets open. <laughs> like he's he's just always open, and um, he's just it, that's he also kind of fits into that. Um, that, you know, past performance uh, definitely buys him some some stock as well because he was one of the best receivers in the conference last year too. You know, I, I agree with all those, and I think all those are names that I had written down here just to, to look at. Um, you know, defensive backs I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I know a yeah. guy who I think had a good camp season, um, and he came in, and he doesn't have a lot of stats, but – you know, you know, turn on the film and his coverage is there and everything. It's Jair Rollison over at Bishop. No, yeah. Bishop McDevitt kid, who I think is probably still under the radar for a lot of guys. 
probably isn't the biggest guy. I think maybe maybe why. Um, you know, if he was like six one or six foot, I think yeah. people would be going nuts about him. But maybe he should be anyway because he he you've seen him. I think he's pretty good yeah. in coverage. He had a one of one of the best plays of the year so far against Emotep when he just ran up, took the ball from the kid and ran it in. But you've seen this guy. Yeah, it literally everyone's there just said what happened. No one could tell until I, I watched it. I was recording the play on my phone. I looked, I was like, oh, he just ripped the ball from from the guy's hands. He, yeah, he's been a guy that I talked to a little after the season last year at um, Spooky Nook at a, at a camp, and he was really confident that this year he was going to make an impact, and and he has. Uh, I think he's definitely he's definitely been one of the guys, along with uh, Nevin Hopkins, who's uh, back from injury and has been you know one of the best uh, – he, he he hasn't looked like he missed any time, pretty much. He is a bullet. I have both of those guys written down. The funny thing is, like, they don't have, like, giant stats, but I don't think uh, teams are, are struggling to throw the ball, I think, down the field against McDevitt because they're getting some pressure. Defensive guys, you can't really go by stats. you got to kind of go by Yeah, field. but, you know, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have a guy right now that – past years, Dan, we've had guys who've already jumped out there and have four or five interceptions. Everybody's a one or two, and so um, – you know, it's just kind of close. But then you look at the film, and like I said, like you said, Nevin's out there. He's playing some center field for him. He's covering a lot of ground. Uh, he's athletic. He was a guy before the season. We were had a group text going, and, and we were kind of texting clips of him back and forth. And I know we all liked him. And then, you know, again, Jair is a kid who you look at the film, great, great in coverage. Um, you know, I'll tell you a guy, Dan, I watched his – um. um I'll tell you, a guy watched this film, and um, I, I really thought he jumped out at me. Having a great season. We've talked about him before. But, man, you know, you look at – you see the stats for Luke Priest coming in for Camp Hill. Turn on the film, yeah. man. Turn on the film. This guy is explosive off the end for them. Look, I'm telling you right now, listen, it's, it sounds a little crazy. Terrell Reynolds is, is a guy who's going to be on there. Six and a half sacks, almost un- unblockable. But through the halfway point, you got to be looking at Luke Paris as a defensive player of the year uh, conversation too. And imagine, imagine if we had our 2022 baseball player of the year become the 2022, 2023 defensive football player of the year. I don't think I think that would probably be a first. Terrell Reynolds is probably still a front runner because of what I saw him yeah. do against Carlisle. And all. But I'm telling you. One of the things about kids, we get kids all the time, especially on defense, because the stats are so subjective and, and, and can be manipulated. Come on, coaches. Sometimes we, we, know, we know a kid didn't have 37 tackles in a game, you know. But when you have big stats and Luke's had them, and then you turn on the film and it matches, you say, okay. And his film does pop. You know, I'm telling you, go watch that, guys. Kid gets off the ball. He's flying around. He's still in the – the shift, the, the the stiff on the guys and just shedding tackles like they're nothing. And um, I mean, he's been impressive. Terrell Reynolds is a guy we we just mentioned. I mean, he's a freaking nightmare for offenses. Jet France is a guy. I don't know if you paid attention to him. Central Dolphins kid. Uh, he's got like six and a half, seven and a half sacks right now. So those are some guys with defensive line, Dan, that I was looking at. Yeah, I mean, it, it all starts to me at defensive line with Terrell Reynolds. Uh, it's just like a complete game wrecker. Um, we we talk about him a lot, so no no real need to kind of go go in depth there. He's kind of the guy there. Um, some other defensive players. I I mean, 
we'll probably talk about him with the specialists a little bit, but um, just Ian Goodling, we talk about him a lot on here. I feel like just because I, I, I'm not sure there are many guys in the mid pen that do as much kind of, kind of like a Swiss army knife type player as Ian Goodling. He's one of the better wide receivers. You probably mentioned him for that spot, probably mentioned him for defensive back and probably mentioned him for kicker too. I mean, he, he does it all for them. He's got two picks this year. Uh, he, he has been, he's been really, really strong for uh, West Perry. Like we said, that's been, uh, you know, such a good team this year. So I think that those are, those are some other guys as well. You, Ian Goodling has had a spectacular all-around season. Like offense, defense, he catches passes, he he gets tackles, and like you said, he's he's booting field goals. Uh, so you know he he's doing a big. Max Schlager just had a huge game for Trinity, getting them back on the right track. Trinity is a funny team. You know, let's talk. We'll we'll talk about some teams here that we think will will make some noise down the second half. You know, Trinity has played an incredibly difficult schedule. Um, especially for being a team, you know, it's the second year for coach Jordan Hill. And you feel like, you know, you feel like he's building towards something, but probably not quite there yet. Obviously not. And then he goes out and he schedules Roman Catholic, which is probably on paper, one of the most talented teams in the state. Wyo missing, which may be the biggest, most physical team in the state. Um, and, and, and really carried them through the ringer early. And, and they got roughed up some, but, I wouldn't be surprised to see them knock off some teams down the stretch. Max Schlager's playing really well for them. Yeah, I I, I talked to Jordan after that wide missing game, and he said we're always going to do that. We want we want our players to kind of see. He basically was saying specifically wide missing. He's like, you watch that team; they do not make mistakes. I want my team to see what it looks like when a football team doesn't make mistakes, and I want them to you know see that's the level they got to get to. And I totally get that. And I, I think that's admirable. And I think, I think there are definitely, there's definitely sides to that being a positive. I think there's also some sides where it's like, Hey, maybe, maybe there are some benefits to playing an easier schedule like Westbury and kind of building up that, that confidence going into the, the stretch run of the season. There's it's it, there. I don't think there's a right answer. I think it all depends on what kind of team you are. Um, I, but I agree that they're a team that I think they need to figure out a couple things. Um, I think they've, they still, they're still kind of, they've been switching quarterbacks a little bit. I really like Emil way on their team as well. I think he's been pretty solid for them too. I think they've got a ton of talent. Um, it's just, and we, I'm excited to see more from Messiah Mickens there as well. Um, it, but I think that's a, that's a good call for a team that it's going to be really interesting to watch in the second half to see if it, cause if that, start of the season where they're playing those tough teams didn't discourage them and did teach them the lessons they're gonna be really tough to beat if it did kind of if it did kind of beat them down a little bit even after that win then you know might not be might not be so great but i i think jordan hill's pretty confident that it's going to do the former not the latter you know we feel like too we have some state title contenders and i know we're jumping from you know these these mid midboy point but just turning the page and looking for the second half turn here um Still high. I feel like we probably still feel like should be a one A title contender here. They beat Bishop Canavan. Uh, you know they lost to a tough Westinghouse team. Um, and they've been roughing up some teams since then. The Bishop McDevitt again in four A. We feel it's like right there. Um, who else, Dan? I mean, who else are we looking at from the mid pen here? Who, who we feel like maybe has a chance to maybe make some postseason noise. 
I mean, I've said it for we we've talked about Harrisburg. I do think that I've I've been a lot I've been like very impressed with Sean Lee's step from year one to year two at quarterback. I think we were talking about him that it's going to be really exciting to watch that kid over the next two years because I think this I think his ceiling is super high. I know he's he's checking out Penn State this weekend after playing Altoona on Friday, so pretty quick uh, doesn't have to come all the way back to Harrisburg after that. Um, I think that he's going to be kind of the key to to their success because again against Cumberland Valley they did win. They should have been up. Uh, the, and Josh, even uh, Cumberland Valley head coach Josh Oswald said this. He said, <laughs> "We were lucky to only be down, you know, fourteen points after that first quarter." Is because something that kind of plagued them a little bit in their playoff run last year kind of arose, which is that they struggled when they got into inside the twenty, inside the thirty. They couldn't finish off drives. I think if that continues to develop with kind of the younger new talent to go along with Kyle Williams, I really think they can make a run at states because that defense is is I mean, there's not a I truly believe there's not an offense in the state that's gonna dominate and dice up that defense. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be offenses that, you know, could put up 21, 28 points on the offense, but it'll be a horror in twenty eight. And I think that's always gonna keep you keep you in there. And um I, I I mentioned Cumberland Valley. I don't think I don't know if they're quite there for a state title contention. I think they could be could make a nice run in districts, but the other Commonwealth team we gotta keep an eye on is State College. I mean uh, Matt Lintel, like I said, he's just one of the most consistent, consistent programs in the mid pen. Um, they had that run last year where they beat beat Harrisburg. Um, they've got plenty of talent this year, and I think they'll be right there in the mix, right there in the mix again in states this year. One of the things that I like about the Harrisburg team, um, Dan, is, is watching their games. One of the things they really sort of perfected last year, when I got here, Harrisburg had the, the the athletes where they could, you know, be explosive, get those explosive plays and really hit you with quick hitters where in the blink of an eye, you know, they put seven on the board. They still have guys that can do that. You know, they have um, they have Kyle Williams and, and they have, you know, they have a guy, Amir Jones, who, who made some plays you guys saw in 707, who I don't think they really got cooking yet. There, Elias Cody Coke's a freshman who's six three and, and starting to show he can make some plays down the field. Amir Granberry, yeah, Amir Granberry's been um, one of their biggest emerge, uh, emerging players. Lou Amir may end up somewhere on one of our midseason All Star teams, and like he's not like a dominant player, but he's a consistent player on defense. On he leads them in tackles on defense, and he's he's not the biggest guy, right? And he, I think he might lead them in receptions too, Dan. Um, but but you know, look. They can hit you with the big play still. Sean Lee's getting better and better. But one of the things that they really got as a different type of weapon for them last year, that they're really starting to round and get back into really well, is using that power run game with Makai Hopkins where they can really eat up some clock and beat you up. You know, if they get up, it's a hard-fought game, and you let them get up two scores, they can sort of slow it down and really kind of beat you up on a drive while eating time up on the clock and really kind of take your soul in a game. And they're starting to get back into that a little bit. They, they tried it a little bit against Cumberland Valley, I thought, and it was working some. He just wears guys down. Yeah, he's one of the – I would say McKay's a, he's still dangerous in the first couple quarters. He might be 
the most dangerous fourth quarter running back in the conference because you don't want to tackle that kid for four quarters. <laughs> you just don't. Like he is he is such a load. He is and he runs he runs the way you'd want someone that size to it run. It gives them that ability that where a lot of high school teams don't have it, where they can switch gears. They can be a up, you know, up tempo, hit you with a big play team. Or hey, they can just grind you right into dust. And if they really get that going like they had it going down the stretch last year in the playoffs, that could be a difference maker for them. So that's gonna be interesting. And like I said, State College, I'm interested in them. I like Steel High. I think they're starting to find their groove. They played some tough teams early on. I feel like Alex Irby probably wasn't his best early on. Um, you know, he's had a chance now. He's got some new guys stepping in for some some guys they lost and and I think they got weapons around him with Daquan McCraw and 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 Ja'Kai Noss and Rel, Rel Caesar's been uh, Rel Caesar. really coming on recently. And they're kind Jayon of John Perry. Steel High. Yeah. Steel High's kind of the counter that Trinity point I made, right? Where it's like, hey, last few years they've had kind of easier schedules to start the year. This year they were like, We're gonna take on Bishop Cannon and we're gonna take on Westinghouse. Go one and one in those games, that's a pretty good sign for them. And then they beat both Boiling Springs and Big Spring, uh, two teams that beat them last year, and they, they beat them good. This, they they beat both those teams pretty good this year. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it's going to be an exciting stretch run, I think, Dan. We've talked about some of the midseason stuff, um, some, some of these all-star teams. It's going to be difficult, people. When you see it, you want to yell at me, hop on Twitter, at Sports by B. Linder, yell at me. Let me know who you think should have made it. I'll retweet you because I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you. There's been some – some great performances. It's just a little bit different season. It's been a little tough here, but I think that's going to make for a really exciting run, Dan. Yeah, I promise Brian does not think uh, the player that you think is not on the team is bad or is <laughs> – I promise you he's looked at them. I promise you he did not miss them. Uh, it's it's hard. It's really hard to pick 11 players on offense and 11 players on defense for – um, you know, a mid pen com- a mid pen conference. And, and when we make these decisions, like you said, it's not that I don't think you know your player's bad if you think she's good. It's really that Dan thinks they're bad. He's always the guy saying that guy's not any good. Don't put him on the team over my dead body. Yeah, I'll release all the texts and it'll it'll just say me be it'll just be me texting Brian. No, in fact, don't put anyone on the team. Just put <laughs> just put me. It's on Dan. It. It's Dan crushing kids' hopes and dreams, not me. Brian's the one that puts all the players on the team. So if you're happy your kid's on the team, uh, send him flowers. And then if your player's not on the team, just uh, assault me on Twitter. Look, Dan, we've talked long enough. What have we learned today? Have we learned anything? Yeah, we've learned uh, that it's really hard to make these midseason teams. It's, it's, it's probably 10 times harder than making the end-of-the-year teams, if, if we're being honest. So. Because we, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. It's five <laughs> games in. We still don't know anything. So. We try, though. We try, and we try yep. hard. And uh, that's the fun thing about it. I always tell kids, like, and I tell athletes, you know, if you if you think we're wrong, go out and prove us wrong. And I have no problem saying we're wrong about something. But who do you have Friday? Uh, Friday, I believe that I will. I'm excited for this one. I'm seeing West Perry Boiling Springs. It's a I think that's West Perry's toughest challenge to date. I haven't got to see them in person yet. I've just seen their scores popping in uh, during uh, during Friday nights when they're up twenty eight nothing after like the first five minutes of a game. So I'm looking forward to seeing seeing going up against the. That's at West Perry. 
Um, I believe it's at West Perry. I have to double check. If it's at West Perry, I might not be able to tweet out too much because my phone. <laughs> I have yet to, I have yet to go to a game at West Perry. Is it Boiling Springs, isn't it? Yeah, it's at you Boiling Springs. You got a little Springs, bit, so, uh, a little bit I, of luck there. Yeah, I will provide some updates. But I mean, I love uh, I love Elliotsburg. It's a beautiful stadium, beautiful town. I just don't get service up there. Nobody does. You know, I think you got to have Starlink or a satellite phone or something. So. Yeah, next time I'll bring a, a an Ethernet cable. They have to or use satellite phones in Elliottsburg. So, Dan, Eric Kepler probably back next week. So, I'm, that's the bad news. I won't. I probably won't be on here with you next week. But look, uh, we I think we got another podcast. Uh, we did not give our producer Megan the pause for the UPMC sponsorship, but UPMC Pinnacle people uh, they sponsor this. Uh, they allow us to tell tell some great stories. Dan, I want to say one more thing before we get off there. And, you know, we talk about this. Guys, we've had a lot of kids on this podcast, Nebby Esaias and I particularly from Philadelphia. And um, and we've had a lot of them from Keon Wright and his mom, Star Wright. You know, that's Shelton Ham defensive end talking about how she was afraid to send him out, you know, and 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 wanted to get him out of Philly. Ken Talley, who signed with Penn State and is now going to Michigan State, was on here telling us about how, you know, he had friends who were killed and stuff. Yesterday, Dan, you know, we had uh, three high school teams, Roxborough, Boys Latin Charter, I believe, and um, Northeast having a scrimmage. Uh, and uh, as we're leaving the practice, uh, some, you know, low-life scum uh targeted these kids and i'm reading the report 69 shots you know there's a kid dead damn and i just want to put this out here again i, I keep saying it. we've been to philly we've, we've told these stories uh, with some of these kids uh I, I was down there we did taki smith's commitment video he's at georgia now and we we drove around west philly you know he carried me to a place where a mural where one of his friends we dedicated the commitment video to had had been killed it's awful, and it's ridiculous that we can't get it right. We need to get it right because these kids are doing great things. It's a testament to some of the great people in that city, some of the great young men in that city, young women, too, who are affected, uh, that they are doing what they are doing because they are producing some stellar athletes and young men and women despite this ridiculousness. But I don't know what the answer is, Dan. I feel like a lot of times we're just talking. I don't know what answers, but something's got to happen because this story is freaking awful, right? And I just wanted to bring that up and just say, look, uh, whether you pray, uh, whether you, whatever religion you are, you just want to send good karma, good thoughts, send it to the Roxborough and Northeast and, uh, and Boys Latin Charter. Um, again, I believe that was the third team. I apologize, apologize if it wasn't. It's been a hectic couple of days. Uh, but send it to those kids in Philly. But also be cognizant of what's going on. And, and let's get some leaders together, whether it's our mayor in Philly, whether it's our leaders down there. And let's try to get this thing figured out. Because these kids deserve to be able to do the right thing without having to worry about getting killed. And and it, it's got to change, Dan. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I grew up outside of Philly. I read the read the headlines like this far too often and i mean you just think about it, you think parents who are 
sending their kids to play football. And some of them probably for some kids, you know, it's a it's a way out. That's their that's their ticket to, you know, that's their ticket out and a ticket to the better things. And for that avenue to kind of no longer be feel safe. I mean, it's something that everyone when they go to a game Friday night or they go they take their kids to practice. Not something you should. I don't. I don't want to tell people to worry about it, but it's something to think about. Think about taking for granted that you know you feel safe doing that, and um, just think about the people who you know can't really can't really feel the same. It's it's just such a shame, and it, it, like I mean, it, it's it's hard to even the, talk about this their, stuff anymore. Their but. normalcy is not normal, and and that needs to change. Those kids deserve that. So again, I feel like a lot of times we're just talking. They're just words. Uh, but, you know, send out good thoughts, send out your prayers, your good thoughts, whatever you have um, for those those programs, those those teams, those athletes. I mean, you got kids who were just playing with their buddies. Who now have something just emblazoned in their memory that they'll never forget. Um, you know, a kid got killed there and a couple of kids got shot. Uh, teams got ambushed. This crap has to change. We need leaders. We need leaders, I think, in this country. Um, you know, politics aside, we just need leaders, right? And 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 people need to step up there. This needs to change. Uh, we need to help these kids have a have get back a normal life. So off my soapbox there, Dan. Um, but it really is awful and it, it just changes it when you when you know some of these kids, you talk to some of these kids, you see how great they are. It really, really kind of drives it home. So let's not forget these things, you know, and let's not sweep this under the rug. And let's get back to some football Friday. You know, I, I, it's hard to turn the page on something like that. Enjoy these games Friday, but don't forget those programs and, uh, you know, and, and what they're going through. And like I said, keep them in your prayers for as long as you can or your thoughts or your, good karma but dan i feel like i'm talking to circles about this because it's awful and 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 i don't know what else to say but i think we got a podcast i think we've touched on a lot of things producer megan is coming back on to tell us to to, to wrap it up so we are catch you guys next week pa high school football report podcast The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash central PA sports med to learn more.